generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome into my FM and keepthechange.co.nz, <laughs> another podcast. Mikey, you know that one, mate? I don't know. You don't know that one. That's Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky? Yeah. Wow. I played in a football team with a guy called Ricky and I'd call him Pretty Ricky. Yeah? And yeah, he was a pretty looking dude too and I'd try and play on these tunes. He'd be like, mate, I never fucking want to hear that again. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Nor but, do I, mate. <laughs> yeah. It ain't nothing but a number. Uh, business, it's related to this because I think some people think, oh, I'm too, like, I can't start a business. I've, I've left it too late. I'm getting too old or oh, I've now had children or I've just bought a house and all those things. We find a reason why we can't. And it's one of the most commonly asked questions like through direct messages, you know, like the, the messages I reckon like apart in my mortgage Instagram page, it's half mortgage questions and half like, hey, can I catch up with you to figure out how to start a business hey is there any tips you have like on how to get into business like mm. it's a weird one it's yeah it's when I get that question now I kind of I'm like fuck again like I feel like I've talked about this so many times but then I, I also think in my head what <clears> I, I get this question less now but what I reckon it is is that you can't actually tell someone how to do it they've got to go and do it to then figure it out but once they get started, they can learn from other people. And so what I've tried to do with my content and business and shit, and part of why I like doing this podcast is to share the lessons mm. so that people don't just see me go, oh, fuck, I'm in year seven of business and I've just done this. And they're like, oh, my God, like, how have you done all of that? And that's what I do like about documenting a journey is that people can go and like learn as you go. Yeah, I try and think back to when I started an actual business and think about those steps and a lot of it what you just sort of do on the fly and work it out as you go yeah um because like peeling it back to what it is it's like have you ever sold something yes can you sell that thing again probably could you sell a hundred of those a years in a hundreds of those a year if i thought about it yeah okay cool you've got a business and then you know everyone gets caught up and like oh i need to register a company and do this and like just google it you'll find out and you'll find out 
uh, the hard way if you don't get something right by being told by your accountant or something like, hey, mate, you need this. Mm. <laughs> you know, like yeah. things just happen and they pop up. But um, as long as you ha- get in the direction, everything will fall into place anyway. Yeah. I reckon it's easy to say that when you've done it. But I think telling people, oh, everything will fall into place. Like, I agree. And mm. I say that. I don't think people believe it. But it, like, it does happen like that. Because I think... There's a there's a quite an anti tall poppy thing within business, and so then if people see you making mistakes, they'll if they're GCs and they care about you, they'll mm. want to tell you, oh bro, don't like don't keep doing that. Well, like, you don't need to do that. Mm. Or if people say to me like, oh, I'm, I'm going to start my business. I just need to get my trademark sorted. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, honestly, yeah, wrong way around. Prove that you can move it first. Yeah. Why do you need to trademark something that's not real? Yeah. Oh, but you know, someone might steal my idea. This idea, honestly. Telling you, man, it sucks. There's, you know, it doesn't suck. There's, <laughs> there's, there's ten of them already. You know, you're not, yeah, you're yeah. not the first to the market. Just chill. Um, but you know, those things you don't know necessarily to start with. But uh, a couple of questions that have come through. So, a question I've wanted to ask you is, what should I be doing to progress towards having a business of my own in the future? Having left school at the end of 2020, I went straight into the workforce and have been working multiple jobs since then. Grinding. I like it. I've managed to have a... I've saved a decent amount of cash, stocks, and crypto. Well, that's all going to be fucked now, so... <laughs> so... Using some of the techniques yourself and others have suggested, but I'm stuck in knowing how to progress besides searching for a higher-paying job. I've heard about investing in yourself a lot, but don't really know what that should be targeted specifically. So that's kind of... The, the question starts off by saying, I wanted to ask you, how should I... What should I be doing to progress towards having a business of my own in the future? And then we get a bit of background of, okay, I feel like they've gone through stage one doing a bit of tidy up. Mm. And now they're thinking, well, I want to make more. I want something more from their life. Cool. But I'm stuck in knowing how to progress besides searching for a higher paying job. I've heard about investing in yourself a lot, but don't really know where that should be targeted specifically. Now, if we start at the bottom up, I reckon, where to target your investing in yourself needs to tie back to an area that you're really interested in. 100%. We don't have that info, but like if we assume, um, I mean, what's a industry that we can assume? I mean, Well, let's do our, our own two. So as to, for a contextual example, investing in yourself sounds really sexy, but investing in yourself for Mikey could be, why did those eight loan applications not go through? Mm. Something's broken there. Mm. Um, how come two people out of 10 replied to my emails? What's going on there? I'm going to invest into finding out how I can move that to a six out of 10. Yeah. Which is a 300% increase. I literally put like time and effort into those types of things continuously from when I started. Yeah. At the start, it was like, shit, how do I get a mortgage? How do I get in front of someone to get a mortgage? And I had to learn how to have conversation and I and you know and over time I've invested in all sorts of things you know like my YouTube algorithm I fucking I go on about this but YouTube premium with no ads and once the algorithm learns you and what what you want from it it's pretty good eh oh yeah man there's some good stuff in there that is all basically free like for $15 a month I can listen to Grant Cardone, Patrick Bet David, Alex Hormozzi, Gary V, like all of this stuff. That if that's all you listen to, and then you go and you, and you take notes and then you action the stuff, it's pretty hard to get it wrong because mm. you're literally getting your info from the five, like 
top achievers yeah, in, 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 in the in States. The yeah, in an area that I'm after, personally, like mortgages is about, you, I had to personally invest in learning about, you know, policy and financial advice and making sure I understood the correct ways of doing that. And then it was about turning on the sales tap so I can pull volume into the business. Yeah. Um, so I had to go and learn that separately. Yeah, you've got to find areas. <coughs> like, I think investing yourself has been misinterpreted as basically invest in understanding yourself because if you can find those areas then it's way easier to keep putting energy into those areas for me for instance I love marketing Mm. but I didn't know that until I started business and I was like oh shit I'm gonna have to do this and now I love this shit I sat on a podcast today and they said to me oh we see you as an expert in building community and I thought holy fuck I've never like I don't see myself like that Mm. I said lads I'm gonna be really honest I spent three hours over the weekend researching how to build communities and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. And I'm like, you're interviewing me asking about the 10-year journey for <clears throat> BGP stuff, talking about community. I'm like, I spent three hours on the weekend learning about it. And yeah. they're like, what, like, what is it? Um, but you, you've got to be a constant student and a constant learner. And that's one of the things I write down each night is basically I should be a teacher, but I should also, I should also be a student. Now, this morning I was in the gym with my PT and another PT stopped and started yarning to us. And he goes, mate, the thing that I really like about you is you're so consistent like you I I think I feel like I've been seeing you for two years Mm. and I was like yeah probably would be like working with this PT and he's like yep like that's right that is how long we've been working together and I said oh bro I'm just a forever student and he said I love that attitude because people come to me (laughs) as a PT and they say to him oh you know they want to have xyz result and whatever and he says says to them how long does it take to get a black belt in jujitsu and they're like, I don't know. He's like, well, averages however many years. And it's years. Mm. He's like, this is the journey that it takes. Like, if you want that quick shit, fuck off. Mm. And that's where I think, you know, if you want to be a black belt and that's what you really want, you will commit the time and the decade block or whatever it takes you. It might even be five years to do that because you're interested in it. So then you'll pour your energy at it. If you roll up and you see... Uh, old mate down the road selling Ray-Ban knockoff sunglasses and oh fuck apparently he made a grand last week I can guarantee you in two years time you will not be selling and you go and copy that you will not be selling Ray-Ban no. sunglasses in two years you'll be like this is boring as shit but you'll take what you learn from it and apply it somewhere else I think that's the thing about you know invest in yourself you, you really have to know what path you want to go down to make it worth it because there's no point um putting time and effort into sales if you want to be the best nurse you know like it doesn't make sense like you have to yeah it's a funny one it's a funny one but you definitely have to probably need more context to find out about that one yeah I guess the cut so then another well let's stay on this the way they've worded this so is the my question for this person would be is the job that you're working in do you enjoy that or one of those jobs which ones do you like Mm. more I think working in an organization that you want to go and replicate at some stage is a great way to learn shit. I mean, Mm. that's my pathway and Mm. similar for yours where I was in an accounting practice and thought, fuck, I reckon I could do this. But when I've worked and been uh, in the the meatworks, I wasn't like, oh, one day I might, you know, have my own meatworks or Mm. I might bloody figure out how to be the butcher. Like none of that shit interested me. Sometimes finding out what you don't want to do is just as important. Big time. Yeah. (laughs) And that was for me too, working in a distribution center. Uh, Do you want to do your forklift license? Yep, great. Am I going to get paid more? Yep, like fucking let's go. That's going to be a great skill to have. Yeah. 
day two, I'm like, holy shit, man, I do not want to do this. I'm like, how have these people been doing this for so many years? So you want to figure out what you do like doing, what you don't look doing, don't like doing. What you do like doing is easy to figure out. People think, oh, that's so hard, blah, blah, blah. No, you haven't tried shit. Mm. And you think, oh, well, like, how do I know what I like doing? What the fuck do you do in, in your spare time? What, do you, what are you always Googling? What are you always reading? What are you always listening to? And then you've got to figure out, do you want to try and build a business around that side mm. of things? Or it could be you love the job that you're in, but you can see where the runway is going to take you on that. Can you do more of it externally uh, for somebody else? Could you go and do it on your own? Could you help that business get bigger? Like, What is it that you can apply your skill set to that's going to give them a good result and yourself? Mm. The other way that uh, someone had basically asked this was like, how do I start a business? And I think it's kind of the same thing. You just have to get started on something. But I think you want to understand before you start anything why you're doing it. Yeah. Why you're doing it and how big you want it to be. Are we talking a business here or are we talking a bit of extra income? Are we talking a side hustle? Like there's a difference between posting on Instagram saying, hey, do you want me to babysit your children to then doing that once and going, mean, I made 300 bucks this week. That gives me a bit of plan around money to... I'm free Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday to babysit your kids and having a rotating roster mm. doing six nights out of seven and going, sweet, I don't, need to, I don't need to work anymore because I can use that income to, oh, that was pretty epic. I might get two or three people to work underneath me that can babysit and I'll facilitate the brand, build the trust, find the connections, drop them off, um, provide a, a preview and then a review of how the babysitting went and charge a premium, and then you're building a business. Yeah, completely different, right? Yeah. I think a lot of time when people ask this question as well, because I feel like I remember asking this, um, they are looking for that basic, like, do I need a company? Do I need an ID number? Do I need, like, this, mm. all of this shit? I, like, honestly, the, the best advice that I ever got in regards to that when I was doing that was, like, mate, just walk forward and it'll hit you when you need it. Yeah, and it <laughs> so does. Yeah, it hits you real good, and you have to sort it out in, like, the same day. And yeah. you're forced to, and you'll find a way, because, man, Google's underrated. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate, exactly. Like, you can Google a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. I think there's too much information out there these days, and that's a concept that I've sort of started thinking about a bit more, because I'm quite far the other way. I'm like, nah, like, it's good that you can access all of this, but I'm like, well, then why aren't people making progress of heaps of shit? I think you're right, but because because there is a lot of information, going back to what you said previously, doing stuff without a plan in mind, you can just get swallowed up because you don't have, you, you're not on the rails, you're off the rails. Yeah. Once you start, you know, going down a wonky road and, and you know, you'll fall into the ditch if you don't have the the train tracks to stay on. And if you have got the plan and then you go and use Google, you're very targeted at what you're looking for once you need to find out something specific before tomorrow. Yeah. Because it hits you and you're forced to do it that way. And I think I don't I don't have any other good advice around that apart from do it that way because it works. <laughs> mm. I've also built a 101 starting a business two-hour brain dump of all of that shit of mm. claiming expenses of do I need a company like breaking all of that shit down I've put it into a bite-sized-ish course in different chapters 
made a discount coupon for Keep the Change to make it free. So that you, because it was for Next Advisory. And mm. so we we're running ads and trying to sell it for people yep. to learn during COVID. And didn't really take off, but I did it in a joint venture with a dude and I felt bad saying to him, fuck, I might just give this away for free now. And I also didn't want to build a audience of people that I knew would be like, oh, but I'm going to do this. What should I do? So I, I was like getting to a crossroads where I'm like, I want to help people and have them get this information, but I can't deal with the six questions from each of those people where they're like, oh, but what about this? What about that? Blah, blah, blah. So you can have that if you want, but please try and... Like work through the entire thing, mm. and then if it says like, you know, speak to Henry about this, speak to them about it, not to Luke, okay? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I will not have the time to answer people at scale with all those little things. But you might want to add it to the question, the Q and A that's in the money mail, and then I can do it as a batch type thing in the future. But replying to all of the people that may have things about their specific circumstance, so, oh, but what if I just do one day a week or whatnot? Um, see what you can learn. But if you want that, then get in touch. I might even do an email out and say, hey, if you want to do some learning over Christmas. But I do have that, and that covers all of those basics where a dude interviewed me and asked me heaps of the shit that he thought was correct and wanted to know uh, how correct it was and, and, yeah, basically covers that entire area. But I think you're right. You just need to get started, mm. and then eventually you figure all the shit out. Yeah. <coughs> and I think if you want to get talk about the other side of it, if you've got an idea, like for you, for example, when you started your accounting, you would have had a fair idea of what the industry charges a business to have an accountant, right? Yeah. And then you would have gone away and worked out, you know, what you would like your income to be at a certain time, like after year one, two, three, whatever, and then being like, right, we've got to get to work if we want to build this up. Yep. And then you've got a target and a road to go down. You know what you need to charge clients at the beginning mm. and all these. And think, I think people have to remember that if you get into business after a year and you think you're charging too much or too little, you can change it. Definitely. You know, like it's not a, it's not a fixed thing for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one thing. And, so building a bit of a plan uh, once you've got through the the mind barrier of like worried about where you register your company, building a bit of a plan to give you the focus to go and move forward, I think is a good idea. Um, but like if I'm a mortgage broker and I say that um, I'm going to get into the into the power line repair industry. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've got zero idea about what they charge and like how charging works or anything. I'm going to have a real hard time with that. So yeah. like what you were saying earlier, if you're coming from a similar industry and re- trying to replicate the company you work for or something, that's a pretty big head start. Because if I've got a passion for power lines, but I know nothing about how to repair, yeah. like what to charge out when I repair them, then I'm going to have a hard time getting going, right? I mean, I might find my way eventually, but it's a slow start if you've got no background knowledge on it yeah even like the number one thing that i often see businesses that fail smaller businesses get wrong is just their pricing and you've got to do math you've got to actually figure out too little way yeah they just don't do any they just and they don't don't do any math and they don't yeah they don't charge enough yeah i was shocked like i was like oh yeah after like year one i was like oh i need margin yeah yeah like i need to make sure i'm running this ship decent yeah because not as much 
comes out the bottom as you put in the top. <laughs> nah. Because what happens, a lot of people will go, right, I'm gonna um I'm gonna make these cheers. I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna make these cheers and they're gonna be epic. And so they go, Cool, um they make one for fun and they whack it on Facebook and it's two hundred bucks. And they think and someone goes, Yeah man, I'll buy I'll buy that and they're like, Fuck, I just made two hundred bucks. Mm. And then they go, oh, maybe I should do some more of these. And then they go, okay, because, you know, a few people said, oh, well, I'll be keen for one of those. And then they're like, oh, now I have to go buy some wood because it's not just wood that was lying around the house anymore. Mm. We've got to go buy some wood. And then they, you know, they've got to craft it. And they're like, oh, fuck, if I want to do this faster, I'm going to need this better power tool. Like, I can't, you know, that was that was punishing. It was okay doing one, but doing 10 is different. So they go and buy all these things. Uh, and then all of a sudden, they, they put them back up. And it's like, yep, cool, they sold fine. They're like, fuck, I just made a 1000 bucks. It's like, well, did you though? Because what about mm. all of the input costs? So then your price didn't change to match what it actually cost to make that. Mm. And then what you're left with is the margin between what it sold for and then what it cost. And then what happens is you go to the next level where you go, well, like, there's something here. Like, I've sold 11 of these now. And then people go, bro, fuck up about your seats you're trying to sell like don't put that I don't want to hear about that shit and you get you got a party oh here's our seat boy again and you're like oh shit shit like my mates are now ripping me out and you're like oh fuck okay what am I gonna do oh, I know what I'll do I'll start an Instagram page you start an Instagram page and you're like oh that, that'll be real easy like I'll just you know post some photos and you're like no one follows it what the fuck's going on here then you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe I need to get some images. Yeah, I'll get some images done up. Who does images? I can't I can't really do images. Oh, maybe I'll outsource those or I'll pay. Yeah, that'll cost you. Yeah, Sally down the road. Oh, here you go. Yep, here's 10 images. Um, That's going to be $800. And you're like, oh, 800 bucks. Oh, okay, I suppose it's like selling four of those t- uh, chairs. Yeah, you pay that. And next thing you know, you're spending a whole heap of time trying to build an audience. But this is actually where all of the lesson happens because eventually you run out of your friends to sell shit to. Mm-hmm. And now you're in the actual fucking like, you, you, you're in the rapids going down to start with and you're like, holy shit, this is actually quite easy. I don't even have to do any paddling. Mm. But now the fucking kayak flips around 180. You're capsized. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> whoa, you got to paddle. You got to flip that thing back over and then you got to paddle back up. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, building a margin is pretty underestimated, eh? Yep. Or under underlooked because it's one of the th- things that I just seem to hear about quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and it's just math. <laughs> it is just math. And being honest yeah. with yourself, I think, is something that people come up against. Yeah. You know, like, I'm selling this for a 1000 but it's costing me 40 hours and $899. It's like, well, fuck, you need to be either selling them for two grand or... Mm. Working out a, a better way to do this, eh? And you, you're very likely to fall in the trap early of pricing things in the way that you're currently getting paid. Mm. So say that chair that's $200, you think, oh, I don't know, like maybe 200 bucks is too expensive um, because you're like, well, that's actually two days' work for me after tax. Yeah. But people don't think like that all the time. Like some people do, but... Especially at the start, it's a little bit hard to yeah. think like, okay... This yeah. is how this is going to look over time. Yeah, you might. And, you know, I've had clients where they'll make videos for people and they've said, oh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be like I do it at 500 bucks plus GST. And then they tell me what they do. Like, oh, well, I pick up my videographer and then we both go out to the site. I've already had a briefing of how that works. We go film it for an hour and then we um, put the video together. We put it in a Dropbox, send it back to them, 500 bucks. It's like not bad for an hour's work. I'm like, an hour's work? Mm-hmm. yeah well that's all it takes to film the thing and I'm like the fuck you drove to old mates to pick him up mm. so now we're doubling the time involved anyway Yeah, you both go there 
You've got to edit it. You've got you've had to have won the work, have the conversation about what they need. They've reviewed it, probably made one revision. I'm like, that's eight hours work. Mm. What are you talking about? Or one hour's work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this like, oh yeah, well that's he's a good mate though. So it was like it was all good for the first one. I'll, I'll bump it up a bit to the next one. Oh yeah, what do you think you'll charge next time? Oh, what do you reckon? Like five fifty plus GST? Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> and, businessman bravado. Yeah, yeah. You've got to it's all good and well when you're just get going and you think like, okay, that's pretty epic to get paid five hundred bucks for a video. But often what I say to people that want to get into side hustles and stuff, I say, Cool. Um, would you, what what's a what's what's a hundred lots of that? Could you do a hundred of those? Yeah, oh, yeah, I could I could make a hundred videos easy. Mm. I was like, Well it sounds like that one took you a whole weekend. Oh yeah, well it did. I'm like, so you need to do two a weekend. Oh yeah, well I'll I'll do one on Saturday and one on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but where are you gonna get a hundred leads from? Oh yeah, not sure. And like, and how much are you gonna make? And they can't times five hundred by a hundred. I think like, oh that's gonna be massive. But cost will creep into that and also it's not actually sustainable. So you go, Well, why don't you just decrease the number that you're doing and be more deliberate about what you're doing? And I've seen dudes do this where they go, Oh yeah, I used to do those housing videos. And one guy's like to me, oh, now I go on tours with dudes that host tours and I film the whole tour for them and I get paid X amount, have a good time. Then I can make micro content out of it and charge them for that on the backside of it as well because it's extra and hasn't been agreed up front. And I can get a lot more Mm. out of that same two days. That's another thing that pops up is once you start rolling, um, other things, opportunities like that pop up that you didn't even think as part of your original plan Mm. and they can end up better or great additions or you know so all sorts of things can happen it's a it's an interesting one I don't think any like starting a business is basically the same for everyone but I don't think anyone's beginning is the same yeah (laughs) you know everyone's going to hit a different roadblock or bump into a different opportunity that might change the course of where they're going and yeah um I mean going back up that guy's list Sounds like the rest of it, he's ready to go. Yeah. He's got his savings. Like, I I needed that. I personally needed to know that, like, if I go a month or two months or three months without being paid, I can, st- I can still eat. Yeah. yeah. So I had to have that personally. Um, a lot of people like to start off by running this their full-time job as opposed to that. Um, I mean, it's the same type of thing as long as you've got something supporting you for a period of no income I think that's really important because you're taking risk and it's pretty fair to expect not to make any income for the first part you know mm. yep so I would suggest <coughs> for people to start with service based because it's less risk mm. and why I say that is because I've seen this time and time again where people start a product or su- a product or good and they go, fuck yeah, this is really popular. But from there, it's just the same thing, but at scale. And then you act, then you learn all of the pieces of, of business. Like, okay, now I need a supplier. Now I need to have supplier agreements. Oh, shit, now I'm exposed to the dollar changing. How does that work? Mm. Oh, shit, we've used all of our profit from order one into order two, and we don't have any money to pay anyone. We need to get that stock back in the country, or I need to until I get that stock, I can't actually make any money because I've got nothing to sell anymore. Yeah. Oh, I need a website. Oh, I need traffic to that website and all of those types of things. And so I think people see <laughs> drop shipping and all this shit that has been really popular and they go like, oh, cool, I'm going to I'm gonna do that. But it is, I 
You have to fucking know what you're doing. Services is guaranteed. Yes. If you pick a service, anyone, work out how you can provide value. Look at the competition, see what the good ones are doing, see what the bad ones are doing. Pick how to provide value. You are guaranteed to win over time. Yeah. If you combine value with time, you cannot fail. Mm. Like, there's services that have been around, you know, like, you can look at um, plumbing, a plumber, for example, and you can have a plumber who's a really b- bad plumber and doesn't make much money, but there's also billion-dollar plumbers because they crack the code of figuring it out and doing it over time consistently and providing value. Yeah. You know, there's billion-dollar plumbing companies, you know, like, so services, the reason we all seem to gravitate towards products and goods is because they're a bit sexy. It's like, fuck, you know, I, I created the curved monitor. Yeah. I'm that guy. You know, that sounds sexy. Mm. Now everyone uses them. But you're probably not going to be that guy. No. Like, the chances of that happening are one in a gazillion. Yep. Um, but just time and value in a service, you've got a really strong, almost a guarantee that it will work. And you mm. can do well out of it. And if you think you're going to start a platform, you better be fucking good at marketing. Like, you you need to be elite at marketing. Well, there's this guy who I've seen um, who's very clever and probably had the resources to do so. And instead of starting a platform, he decided to buy Twitter for $44 billion, you know, instead of starting his own. Yeah. So... Yeah, richest man in the world, one of the smartest guys in the current globe. Yeah. And he didn't start one. He's now no longer the richest uh, man at the moment. Do you know who is? The fashion guy, eh? Yeah, Bernard yeah, Anou, yeah. I think his name is. Anout yeah. or Anou, some shit. Yeah, I'd never heard of him until... Well, that's because he makes everything for $3 and sells it for three grand. Imagine. There we go. <laughs> yeah. That's genius. My way, get a hard on. Uh, Chardon, Moet Chardon, fucking whatever that <laughs> stuff is. And I think some sort of handbags and all that shit, like designer premium type products, went nuts during COVID as well. He actually became the richest person during that COVID mm, era. and then Dropped off, but now he's back again. Yeah, now tech's uh, killing. But I think, um, you know, just start small. So that what's been really popular is service arbitrage. Now, what that means is you say, right, What's really common in overseas countries, not so much in New Zealand, is, oh, I run a marketing agency. I'll help you with your TikTok videos. And you find those people that are like, yeah, cool, I need these made for me. And then all they do is go get contractors on platforms online and they pay people in other countries to basically do the work. And then they sit in the middle and they deliver it and then they make a margin in the middle. Perfect side hustle. Like you can get out of your nine to five purely doing that alone mm. but that will change at some stage people go oh yeah well like I don't have any experience in, in digital marketing it's like well you almost don't really need any because you can get other people to do it like the skilled people are sitting mm. in other parts of the world but again we don't really get taught to think like this um, but then if you look at you know, we were just talking about a website called Nextdo where you can go on there and you can find somebody and that's a platform mm. and uh, it's, I'm pretty sure it's not New Zealand built it's not and they've had to spend a shit ton of marketing to get people using it. But you can list yourself as a cleaner on there, for instance, and then I'll come on and go, well, I want a cleaner, and the platform will pick that person. That That's the same thing. That's like service arbitrage. They're yeah. just creating the, the middle. I think there's, yeah, like one of the ones that my mates who are tradies use to legit get their businesses going, uh, one of my mates who's a roofer, used Builders Crack. 
Oh, yeah. Voted in Zid. Yeah. So he was like, started off by cleaning gutters and ended up on Builders Crack looking for work. Boom, pick some jobs. They clip you 20% or whatever it is. After a while, it's word of mouth. He's got staff. Can't get, can't, like, literally can't sit down. Yeah. Didn't, don't, doesn't need Builders Crack anymore. Nice. But he's, he's ripping, you know, a couple of vehicles, staff, um, doing roofs all over Auckland. You know, it's opened up opportunities. He's, he's actually, Went and did some work for Ardmore Airport and ended up bloody getting a deal to do his helicopter license. So now he's doing helicopter training as well. Wow. So it's gone from like cleaning, cleaning gutters, the gutter. Yeah. To fucking flying the chopper. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy, man. Blowing out the cool gutters story. with the. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other really powerful, important thing to do, even in a small country like New Zealand, is to niche down in a servicey area, even any uh, business. But Man, I did not understand this, eh? And yeah. took for a long time. Yeah. And. I'll give you a good example, and this is not a client, but this is an, uh, someone that I'd seen niche and go, fuck, I bet they tap out real quick. And it was a con- client of ours in the construction space, mm. and they were showing me their content. I'm like, man, who's done all this content? Are you guys doing this in-house? Who have you got? And they're like, nah, nah, we um, use BoxCrib. It's called BoxCrib, and free shout-out for them. And they basically have niched down into the construction space knowing, well, tradies suck it doing content Mm -hmm. but a lot of them know that they should be doing something so they'll manage the socials they'll create the content they'll spend a day on site they'll build it all out they'll get your sort of message and they will they will go and and crank it all out for you Mm. and i'm like fucking that is epic Mm. i ring this dude just to learn and understand okay if we refer you any work do you have any capacity and he's just basically like mate we're like we're pretty tapped and that's the power Man. of yeah picking a niche. I, but they may have scaled up since. So if you are in the trade space and you're looking for some content, get in touch and say you heard through the Keep the Change podcast. is like not sponsorship. I don't even really know the guy. I've had one phone call, but I've seen the work that he's done with our clients. And I'm like, man, that's epic. You know, you think, oh, they're, it's, it's too small, but you only really need 10 or 12 clients when you're doing that sort of thing yeah. and then get your margins right. And you realize, exactly, yeah. Man, and then... If you do a really good job over a long enough time, you get noticed by the best construction guys in the industry. And then the guys that are doing a billion dollars in revenue and big bottom lines, they can afford to pay you top dollar. Yep. And you can charge, like, quote, unquote, whatever you want. So all of a sudden you can, like, when you're niching down on this stuff, don't think that the that the money will run out because you're being specialised. Mm. I think it it's a really misunderstood thing because like when I got into mortgages and I get my licence and everything, I'm like, okay, I can do, you know, owner occupiers, first home buyers, bridging finance, you know, rental properties, car loans, you know, business loans. I can do all this stuff and the, like the list goes on and on and I'm like, shit, commercial buildings. And after about two and a half years, I was like, I am focusing on owner occupiers and mum and dad investors. So if you want to buy a rental property, I hope you do that. And now I'm at the point of like, I almost only want to do owner occupiers. It's been the best thing for me, eh? Not worrying about commercial building. Someone rings out for a commercial building. Sorry, I've got contacts all for this stuff, so I can yep. refer you on. Um, because I'm big on making sure they provide value somehow. But yeah, like game changer. Mm. Because now all of my systems behind the scenes are all set up for like the one particular type of thing. The people that are working for me, yeah, they're you know it's basically repetitive. Like everything gets better and smoother, and it allows you to run systems that are tighter. So underrated, man. I just completely opposite of how I thought at the start. 
I was like, man, I'm going to do so many car loans and so many business loans and like, I can't I can wait do to do commercial buildings. No one's in the commercial building space. It's yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. Less is so, more. Yeah, yeah. Um, real interesting, eh? I, I did not believe the niche thing when I started. That's where I think you have to, and I, I learned the same thing and that whole less is more thing, I always talk about that because I reckon when you... When you're in employment, you think, okay, the, like the one way to make more money is just to do more. Overtime, extra job, second job, third job, it's like more will equal more. When you get into business, you realize the wider you go, mm. the fucking less money you make. Yeah. Like some can do it and do it really well, but usually a one or two person type business or even like three, four, five people, the more you try and please every area of the market, mm. eventually you're like, holy shit, because you don't know who to market to. You've got six different marketing messages. People go, oh, I thought you guys did this, and uh, I didn't realize that you did that. Mm. And, you know, Phil and I are very careful about what we market because people will go, well, shit, okay, I thought you guys did this. Why are you now talking about that? Or um, vice versa. So less less can often be more, and that's probably a better lesson for those who have businesses. Did you see recently I put on the Instagram story Greg, who's pretty good at LinkedIn himself, and he had been consuming some of the KTC was this a content. Fifty grand thing. Yeah. Did someone just knock on the door, mate? Can you just check. I'll just have a look. Oh. Um. Oh. Oh, he just. No. Oh, you'll be able to see. Oh. Um. So Greg put on a a post on his social media across LinkedIn, Facebook, and maybe his Instagram, saying that he had time and capacity to help X amount of people do their LinkedIn and, and he'd do it for them and he'd interview them and then create content X amount of posts for, for each month for 12 months and they'd be on a contract and I saw this post when it was all done I'd gone on social media and I looked at the comments and it was like right you know someone had secured the last place and I commented on it and I also put it on social media but he then did a post on LinkedIn about it but he basically secured in 48 hours 50 grand worth of income for the next 12 months to manage people's LinkedIn's and he's still got to do that mm. but it just shows you that there's all those people sitting there being like I need to up my LinkedIn game I'm happy to pay whatever the cost is going to be and he was able to close all of them not anyone could do that like he he's learned through his other ventures how to sell how to craft that message yep. how to keep it simple um, how to get people on the phone call and then how to close those deals but that just shows you like that is if you put tax on top of that and say, look, you know, there's 70 grand worth of income, that's above the median income and he's just figured out how to make it in the next 40, in 48 hours, mm. get it secured in. Crazy, eh? Yeah. And and he might do it for, say, six people, right? I don't know how many people it was, but say it's six people. It's going to be a lot of work up front yep. and he's going to understand the people and then he's going to have built a process and by the time he has that sixth phone call, yeah, it's going to be some real similar type shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. And then... You know, next time he does it again, the process will be more refined and more refined and... Probably more expensive. Yeah, probably more expensive. And then because he's better at it, though, he might be able to take on twice as many people. Yeah. You know, and this, these things, this is... Scale. Scale, yeah. yeah. And I think niching down is a part of that. So my summary, mate, for those thinking about starting a business or, you know, getting into that space, one, have a why... So why you want to do this? Is it extra income? Is it to try and replace your nine to five in time? Is it to actually have like a full on business? Is yeah. it just because like you and I keep talking about businesses so people think, well, fuck, that's what I have to do? Like, no, if it's no, not no. your thing, don't do it. Yeah, it's definitely not a thing. Like I literally looked at my life like from a bird's eye view before I had a business and I was like, I'm not going to 
get a few of the things I want to get yep. by continuing down this road. So I had to change. So I had to go and like take control of it and do find something that would allow me to do it. I had a client in here last week who basically said the exact same thing. I said, the reason I'm doing this is because I watched your video and listened to you talk about changing the vehicle you're in and I realised if I stay in this one, it's going to take me way longer yeah. to get ahead than if I go and do it in this vehicle over here. And so they were completely changing their life mm. based on the concept of, okay, if I do it in this vehicle, I've run the math and effectively I'll need to sell one third less than I currently do in this vehicle over here and I'll be even further ahead. It's a no-brainer. So that piece of content got them thinking and they've changed so cool. Yeah, what they're going to do. My second thing, have a goal. Again, tied to your why. What is your goal? What are you actually trying to do here? Is it a level of income per month and whatnot? Do the math. What are you actually going to need in order to be able to do that? And make sure you understand the margin piece. Understand that the market is more important than you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've just fucking had the best experience with this new yo-yo that your friend had around at their mate's place and you think, <laughs> I could get that made, I could get that made, no one's got these yet, that was so cool, man, I loved it, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> like, the market is what buys things, yeah. not what you're interested in. So you might have a knack for understanding what a market likes, but that, that fad may run out, and will your energy run out if the market fad turns over as well. So think about solving problems and adding value in a marketplace rather than, oh, that's fun, that's exciting, I just experienced, I did that latest puzzle, I reckon I could you know, do those as well or sell those at the st- uh, bloody corner, what are those things called? Those uh, marketplaces on, on a Saturday? No, oh, you can go to like a market, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I might, I might get some of those and do them. So think about what the market wants and then just have a go. Yeah. Yeah, and... um. And don't muck around. I highly recommend getting into business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> highly recommend. <clears throat> of course, <clears throat> excuse me, we're both, you know, we, we love our lives in business and so that's outstanding for us. But, yeah. <laughs> but we've also spent a lot of time finding ways to enjoy it. I've spent more time as an employee than in business. Yeah. Yeah. My life's just dramatically changed and for the better and I'm very thankful that it did and I'm, I'd be like, oh shit, why didn't I do this earlier? So the, the change becomes exponential as well. Yeah. And your life and your job isn't often exponential, but in a business, it can be. Mm. There we go. If you're thinking about it, have a go, start small. And yeah, you've really got to understand yourself and make sure that you're aiming your energy towards something that you're going to enjoy. And it doesn't matter what age you are, because there's plenty of stories about older people getting into business and crushing it as well. Beat that drum like the energy of the bunny. Keep going and going, going and going. Chugging that old man can't do your body like I can't. I'm doing it like you do no more.